Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Out now on the Canon app is Lindsay Tollefson's Psalms for Trials. The Psalms are among the most beautiful poems ever written, but sometimes they feel very far from us and our daily struggles and goals. In Psalms for Trials, Lindsay shows us that the Psalms are not just pious words for the religious, but that they are meant to be our prayers for every trial we face, just as they have been a comfort for generations of Christians before us. Download the Canon app today and subscribe to listen to all of Lindsay Tollefson's Psalms for Trials. Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. I thought I would speak for a few minutes today about what it means to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. It sounds good, but what does it mean? So I came up with 10 ways in which to do this. So we'll see if I can get through all 10 in the time allotted to me today. The first way, of course, is to be in God's word. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So hunger after God's word, be grounded in his word. I know a lot of you are in the Bible reading challenge, and I say, well done, good and faithful servants. Keep it up. Keep it up. And as each year passes and you've read through the whole Bible, you will feel more comfortable. You'll know your way around a little better. You'll know where those minor prophets are. You'll just get more and more familiar with God's word. So read it and read it with hunger and anticipation and pay attention. Listen to the word. So that's the first thing, of course. And in Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So let God's word dwell in you richly. Meditate on it. Apply it right away. Submit to it. And ask God to help you remember it. All those things. So obviously, that's the first way we seek the kingdom of God is by seeking God in his word. Secondly, we want to walk according to it. So don't tolerate sin in your lives. You would be surprised at how many Christian people just lie as a matter of course. And they, they maybe start with little lies or they cut little corners. But if you do that, you're going to soon be telling some big whoppers. So seek his kingdom and his righteousness. When you sin, repent right away, but never apologize to please man. You confess your sin to please God. And that means you confess what God defines as sin, not what man disapproves of. So this means, this is Colossians 1.10, walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So as you're walking, walk in a way that is worthy of your calling, that is worthy of the Lord. Number three, be haters. <laughs> I bet you love this one, right? Well, if we're going to seek righteousness, that means we are going to hate unrighteousness. So hate what God hates. Love what God loves. God hates immorality. He hates sodomy. He hates abortion. But he loves obedience. He loves mercy and forgiveness and humility of heart. He loves faithfulness. So 
hate the right things. That is seeking his righteousness. That is seeking his kingdom. When you love righteousness and you hate sin, starting with yourself. Now, this doesn't mean we hate people, right? We hate sin and we stand with God in his judgment of sin. Starting with us, of course, we hate our own sin. That was the last one, walk according to his word. But we hate sin wherever we find it. Number four, be women. In a world that's upside down, be women. Be feminine. Be wise women. Dress like wise women. Live like women. Embracing all that God has designed you to be. Hate the lies about women. And be daughters, sisters, wives, mothers, grandmothers. Love homemaking and homekeeping. Love marriage and motherhood. Love headship and submission in marriage. And don't be ashamed of what the Bible teaches about women. Be thrilled with it. Be a cheerleader for it. Don't shrink back. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord, Colossians 3.18. Don't be embarrassed by that. Be thankful for it. Lean into it. But be women and be grateful to be women. Number five, be content. Embrace your calling, whatever it is, and be content where God has called you. Discontentment, by definition, is not seeking the kingdom, is it? So lay up treasure in heaven, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So when you are tempted to be discontent and unhappy with your situation, Think about stewarding it and turning a profit on it because that's where your treasure is, is in pleasing God and your heart will follow your actions, all right? So embrace your calling. Think about, well, what is it? What has God called you to do today? And just grab it with both hands and be thankful for it and be done with discontent. Be done with complaining and grumbling and Rejoice in the Lord. Okay, number six. I know I could spend a whole talk, right, on each one of these. Number six, reject worry. Remember, our text is seek first the kingdom. And when we worry, we are seeking the things we want in the wrong way. If we seek God, he will add to us all we need and more. Worry does nothing. It doesn't build up, but it tears down. It's a waste of time. And it just unsettles, right? It just doesn't produce a crop of righteousness at all. So set your mind on things above. Seek the things that are above. And remember, seek the things God's way, which is by praying and asking for them, but rejecting worry and anxiety. And then reading Colossians 3.1, If then you were raised with Christ, Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. So we seek the kingdom. We're seeking the things which are above. We're setting our mind on things above. And in Philippians 4, be careful for nothing, full of care. Be full of care for nothing. Be careful for nothing, giving thanks always. All right, number seven, be bold. Pray for boldness. You may not feel very bold. You may not feel very courageous. Pray for it. Ask God to give you courage and boldness, and then don't shrink back. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. 
Paul is not ashamed. We should not be ashamed. If we're ashamed of Jesus, he will be ashamed of us. In Philippians 1.20, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. And then verse 21, for me to live, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So be bold. Be bold with your lives. Be bold with your resources. Be bold with your opportunities. Number eight, be ready to die. Okay. All right. So who wanted to hear that this morning, right? But someone said, those who live well, die well. So I don't think we should live worrying about death or even like planning our funerals and whatnot. No, no, no. We have too much to do today. But we want to be ready to die when God calls us. We want to know it is coming sometime. And so live well, live well. Because as we live well, and we are bold, and we're rejecting worry and so forth, we're living in this manner, and we're in the word, and we're being content and so forth, we're living well. And that is how we prepare to die well. Because that is really the test, isn't it? And so if we're shrinking back in fear and worry all of our lives while we're living, that's how we're going to die. So let's live well so that we will die well. Number nine, make use of your afflictions. I said earlier, turn a profit on them. Exercise your faith. You have an affliction? Well, and right now in our country, I say many people have afflictions. I'm speaking to you during this time when Texas has lost power and it's so cold and Oklahoma, different parts of the country are really suffering under a late winter unusual hard weather storm pattern whatever it is and it's it's brutal and there are so many afflictions right now turn a profit on them exercise your faith thank god for the affliction thank god that it isn't worse than it is and then look for your opportunities to turn a profit on it how can you be an encouragement how can you exercise your faith remember Faith is a muscle, and the more you use it, the stronger it gets. So look at your afflictions. Ask God to help you see ways in which you can really turn a profit on them and be joyful in them. And that's number 10, is crown it all with joy. As you're seeking first the kingdom, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So Philippians 4.4, always. Always is one of those universal terms, isn't it? With no exception. God loves a rejoicing people, not a murmuring people. If we're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and he has given us so much in Christ, we should pursue him with joy. We should walk in joy. Now, as we walk in holiness, we walk in joyful holiness. He's given us a joyful kingdom. He's given us a joyful righteousness. And so as you're seeking his kingdom, as you're reading the word, as you are doing these things that he's called you to do, make a joyful noise while you're doing it. Sing, whistle, whatever it is you, (laughs) whatever you're good at. But if you have joy in your heart, 
it will overflow, right? It will come out. Have a smile, not a frown. And crown all of your efforts, all crown your afflictions. Crown all that you're doing with joy. All right, that was a very quick flyover, but I hope you found something in it to encourage you as you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Blessings on your day. Thank you so much for joining me.